Again, it's the United States of America, the U.K., Cambodia, Kuwait, Uganda, Argentina, Mexico, India, and France. Welcome. You all are really carrying it. As you know, some of these um, countries have been in our top numbers for a while now, so I thank you all for that so much. And here in the United States, our states with the top listenership, in no particular order, are New York, Maryland, Washington State, Oregon, Virginia, California, Colorado, Texas, Minnesota, Ohio, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Illinois, and Kansas. So again, welcome to everyone and everyone else listening throughout the state as well. These are just the people who have the top listenerships. And I want to thank you all for being here because you're all uh, appreciated equally here at the Healing Through Hurt iTalk Radio Network. So let's do our stress relief and release. For this, you need to be in a lying or seated position only. You cannot be standing because our eyes are closed. This is our time when we let go of everything from the past, and we start from this very moment on fresh, prepared for whatever may be coming our way at this, from this very moment and beyond. We cannot be prepared for that if we are holding on to everything that has been holding us back from our past. So this is our breathing exercise as a seated or lying position. We're going to get started, seated or lying positions only. My diehard students and followers know this already. Most of them are probably already gotten into position. This is our time to let everything go. I will guide you through our breathing meditation. Then you can continue at your own pace. Eyes closed, lying or seated position. Let's inhale. Now slowly exhale. One more time, inhale. Now slowly exhale. Let it all go. We carry too much within our spirits, our bodies, our souls, our psyche, and it is wearing us down and tearing us apart from the inside out. There are so many unhappy, unhealthy people in this world because we are holding on to too much baggage that we need to learn how to let go of. Whatever happened yesterday, it happened. We cannot change it. We cannot fix it. What we can do is learn from it and do something better from this very moment and beyond. So again, let's inhale. Let's exhale. One more time with me, and then you can continue at your own pace. Inhale. Now exhale. Continue at your own pace, as I said. For everyone else, we're about to start our program. I'd like for you, my students already know that they get out their pads and their pens and pencils, and they're ready for today's lesson. Uh, if you miss any part of this program, please come back and listen to the replays. And by the way, if you get moments or hear moments of silence, prayerfully they will not be due to technical difficulties. This week, everything is working without a hitch, so we're going to pray that it continues this way. But if you get that moment of silence, 
Many times it's by design. Those are the moments that I give you to digest upon and reflect upon what. I give you that moment to digest and reflect upon what has been discussed up to that moment. Figure out where you can apply it in your lives and the lives of others. So if you know someone or several people who can benefit from our programs, please do share, share, share away. And I thank you for being here and all of your prayers, words of encouragement and support. They are appreciated greatly. You know, too many of us settle for comfort instead of happiness. Many of us appreciate the more exceptional things life offers. Some of us and those who do not have long to someday. So many of us appreciate the more exceptional things of life some of, for some of us and those who do not have long to someday. What does it mean when we choose to settle for comfort instead of happiness? Today we'll delve into this aspect of human decision-making and why we make the choices we do. This show is part one of a two-part series. We conclude this segment next week when we discuss choices versus mistakes. So sit back a while and join me as we continue our journey on this road called life. And as always, this week's inspiration has been the same for a couple weeks now. May the road you choose to take be the road less followed. And so many of you are thinking, wait, the road less followed, that means that I don't know what I'm running into. Life is about learning. Life is about expecting the unexpected. Life is not about being comfortable where you are. You cannot grow. You cannot learn. You cannot move if you stay comfortable where you are. You just cannot do it. So let's talk about this today. What are the differences for many of us, not all of you, but many of us? You know, so many of us get hung up on the clothes, the cars, the vacations, the bills are paid by someone else, not by you. You're comfortable where you are doing what you're doing, being taken care of. This is one aspect of what we're talking about today. The next part two of this for today will be how we make other people comfortable when we are miserable. That's part two. So let's finish this. Uh, we enjoy the makeup, all of the the eye candy for the sugar mamas. That's what we do to help us feel comfortable. But are we happy? Because you see, you can catch a sale and save some money on those clothes. But so many of us, we're comfortable with the high-end clothes. I tell people all the time that when I lost everything and I had nothing but faith, forgiveness, and four cents, I learned how to go to some of the um, clothing stores where people donate items. And I'm supporting that mission, but I'm also getting great outfits. I can go and get seven or eight brand new outfits, some with tags still on them, for under $40. And look like a million dollars when I walk into the boardroom or wherever I'm walking to. 
because I had to learn how to support myself and maintain with a lot less. And you would be surprised what you can do when you learn how to live with less because in the end, my bank account is showing a lot more. You know, you want the fancy cars and all of this. One of the best purchases I made now, everyone knows the story of how my truck and my Mercedes died a week apart from each other. And I loved my Mercedes. That was a wonderful car. But now I have my Toyota Yaris. Let me tell you something. It's fully loaded. It is the cutest car. Energy efficient economy, uh, gas economy efficient. Let me tell you something. Fully loaded, everything in it. I love that little car. I love that car. It's comfortable. Um, It gets me to where I need to go, and it's brand new. Um, It just turned a little over a year old um, in May. So it's about a month and a year old or a year and a couple weeks. So the bottom line is simple, that cars are meant to get us from point A to point B. And when that car, that fancy car breaks down, will you have the money to pay for those repairs. The one thing about my Mercedes is that it was wonderful as long as it was working properly, but once it was broken, Lord knows it will hit you in the pocketbook. So again, these are the things that, and what if you're in a relationship and that person has cut you off? How are you going to pay for that car? How are you going to maintain what you had in your comfort zone opposed to what you needed to be happy? I'm getting to a point here. So now, you know, I've mentioned the fancy vacations, all lovely, blah, 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 blah. Our last vacation I had gone on when I took a cruise and all of that, we had the caviar and all of that. I sat at the captain's table and the whole nine yards. Um, but again, sometimes we have to to kind of stagger these things and straddle them, make it staycation one year, vacation the next. Trust me, I'm getting to a point here. Staycation and vacations. You can switch off and have a good time going on vacation, being right here in the United States. There's another 49 states that you can visit with beautiful places. One year, my dear friend who's no longer with us, she, um, she and I, we got into a car, and I said, road trip. And my friends used to know back in the day I'd call and say, road trip. Whoever called me back and said, I'm up for it, I'm packing now. We got in the car, and we drove to Canada, drove to Montreal. Literally just drove. Beautiful vacation. Stayed at her parents' um, log cabin up in upstate New York. We stopped off there. They have a beautiful cabin on the lake, a huge lake. My son at the time, he was younger. He went hiking with her family members up to Mount Emotel. They got to the top. They signed a name in the book. Uh, She and I had gone to Canada to spend a day. Um, Just wonderful, wonderful time. And that's one thing that I can say about Brother Gino's joining us today while he's waiting for his flight or he's preparing to take his flight home is the fact that he has been everywhere. I live all of my hopes and dreams through him as far as travel is concerned because every place that I want to go, he has pretty much been. And at some point when my life gets back on track fully, I'll play catch up. 
because um, he hasn't gone to Italy yet. I want to go to Tuscany, so that's on my list. And Egypt, of course, because I have DNA ties there, which would explain why I'm probably so attracted to the people and the culture and everything Egyptian. Um, if you come into my house, you'll see a mixture of African, Egyptian, and uh, Asian influences. And sure enough, my DNA through several tests now prove that I have ties to all of those regions and people. So again, um, and that's a show for another day talking about how our ancestors speak out to us. Um, Bills are paid by someone else. I had to learn how to budget. I really had to bog down, and I had to know which bills I could pay off quicker than others. Let me tell you something, people. I have no credit card bills. I have zero credit card bills. I have a mortgage. I have a car payment and regular utilities and things. Those are the only bills that I have in this world, period. That's it. I don't have any other known bills to me. Um, So this is what happens when we learn how to control and become happy where we are. And makeup, sometimes less is more. It takes me every bit of less than three minutes in the morning to put on my foundation and, and my um, all of my primers foundation and a little bit of makeup that I do wear. Because we as women, we should have something on our face to protect it from the elements. Men should too, but not necessarily makeup. But nowadays, so many men are doing that and getting their hair done. And it's amazing what's going on out here in society nowadays. But sometimes less is more. And people see me, they know me with or without makeup. Some people, you would not know them out of their makeup, which I'm still in total shock and awe over that, how much makeup they're wearing, where your skin can't even breathe, and then you're a totally different person, things like that. Let me tell you something. If someone falls in love with you and you have on less, that means they probably love you for who you are. But if you're out there and you have an hour's worth of makeup on and you don't look anything like that once it comes off, you have to live your entire life getting up early in the morning and going to bed late after you know he's snoring and sleep or she or whomever, whatever flips your boat. The bottom line is simple, is that less can be more. Show your natural beauty. Plus, you'll save a lot of money on all of that makeup because makeup is big business. It costs a lot of money. What else did we talk about today? Eye candy for the sugar mamas. They want something young, good-looking that they can call their own. You know, I always shared the story when I was married to my husband how he targeted older women because he knew that they were easier prey than younger women or women who are in my age group even. Um, And the sad part about how we had developed was that I was his business coach. We became friends. He had grown his business. He was making a lot of money, but he didn't want to work hard. He'd rather have someone else take care of him. So he went looking for what he knew best. He went looking for older women who were desperate for someone in their lives. And um, that's what he did. He wanted to go for people who he could control, who he could BS over. And that's exactly what he's done. Um, I'm still waiting to see if his name gets put on the neighbor's house so that the IRS can come in and take everything from them. But um, they're watching, a lot of people watching to see what he's up to next. Um, I try to stay out of it because, you know, I give them their address. That's where he is. That's where he lives. 
Um, they want me to be involved. I don't want to get involved with that. Like, you know, you get paid big bucks to watch people. If he's that, whatever it is you want to do with him, you pay somebody to come out here and look and see what he's up to. Um, but again, so in the end, again, you want, you talk about beauty and having eye candy and all of this, but a lot of times, and I'm not saying go out here and get someone that you're just not physically attracted to because most people aren't going to do that anyway. They're just not going to do it. But what I'm saying is this, that there are a lot of people out here. I'm one of them. You know, society has told me, or my own people have told me that I'm ugly. I'm unattractive. I'm everything. My own family told me that in more words than one. So the bottom line was simple. I've never considered myself to be anything but who I am. I am cute. I'll give you that. I mean, you know, I don't think that I look too badly. And some people who see my beauty from the inside out, they want to know, they see things in me that I don't even see in myself because the scars of my life run deeply. And that's why we do these programs, because of healing through hurt. Now, of course, I could be comfortable and just allow myself to be used, abused, to make other people happy, but then I would be miserable. And so many of you, you play like you're comfortable living this life of lavish lifestyles and all of this, but in the back of your mind, two things, if nothing else, will you lose it and who is trying to get your meal ticket? Because trust me, when you try to show off and you want to be everything to everyone, Everyone sees that, and there's always going to be competition out there that wants what you have. It's human nature. It happens. And some people, you, you have convinced yourselves to be so blind that you don't even see it right before your face until you walk in. You know, I had someone who was on my show many, many, many years ago. And one of the things that she said was that she got comfortable with who she was with, and one day... He locked her outside and had his girlfriend inside, and she was peering in the window looking at them getting it on while she was locked outside of her own house. Don't get too comfortable, people, where you're in a position where someone can control you to that level. Don't you ever get that comfortable. And so many of you, if you don't have something where you can stand on your own in the event that things fall apart, this is the life you're living when you choose comfort over your happiness. I am more happy now living by my own terms when I learned how to live with less. There are people running around me who I see, they're jet-setting, they're doing this and that. And as that old commercial that I spoke about maybe a week or so ago, I forgot what company it was for, but the man, he said, I got my house, I got, we get take great vacations, and I'm a member of the golf club, and he's riding on this golf cart, a mower, whichever one he was riding on, and as he was grinning, he said, I'm in the debt up to my eyeballs, and so many people are living that, to keep that level of comfort together, me, I had to come back to my home, that was a rental for a while, did my ex-husband tear it up? He sure did. But am I fixing it up? I'm fixing it up at my own pace because I don't have the money to just put into this. And a lot of it I'm doing on my own because I don't have the thousands and thousands of dollars to pay contractors. But do I, is it something that I'm comfortable? Can, it's a, is it livable? Yes, it is. But guess what? I'm happy. I got rid of him. 
I got rid of my bills. I got rid of financial obligations. I had to take a job that was a downgrade from what I knew just to get away from where I was and to get back into the job market when I was rebuilding everything. Sure, it was hard in the beginning, but I tell you all now, what did I say earlier? I have no credit card bills. I have just simple monthly bills that sustain me. I have utilities, a car payment right now, and I'm so far ahead on that. They keep telling me every so many months, you don't have to pay. Now, that's zero down, zero interest. So everything that I'm paying is coming right off the price that I had to pay for the car. So zero down, zero interest, because I had healed my credit score to the point where I could afford that, where I could afford, where I was able to um, be, um, what's the word I'm looking for, people, where I qualified for the zero interest. And I probably will continue to get zero interest. If they can't offer me zero interest, I don't want the car from any dealership that refuses to give me zero interest. Um, In this day and age, being someone of a darker hue, uh, considered African-American to most, um, let me say this. You know, the current climate here in the United States, minorities are not getting the best deals. Minorities are not getting um, the same opportunities as the majority. So when you have that point, and I'm saying this to say that, yeah, I probably had to have that near perfect credit rating to get my zero percent when someone who doesn't look like me could have a 600 credit score, and they probably were offered it too. So yes, do I have to work a little harder? Of course. Should it be that way? Absolutely not. But I'm happy knowing that. I don't have any credit card bills. I only have monthly obligations that I can turn off anytime I want. I can stop the, the Netflix and the Hulus and the, the um, whatever other uh, monthly bills I have. I try to pay out most yearly so that all year I'm just saving up again for that rainy day and preparing for when the bills do come due again. Um but again, I'm happier now than I was when I was at the mountaintop. Because let me tell you something about being at the mountaintop, and I wasn't depending on anyone. I had grown my company, my business, uh, before uh, Brother Gene had joined on board as the project uh, manager and CFO and all of that. Back in the day when I, had, um, when I was running things basically by myself and on my own, yeah, I made a name for myself, and I did all of that. Yeah, we're doing even greater things now because things are always better when you have folks along for the ride. But you have to have the right folks along. So in doing so, being left with faith, forgiveness, and four cents to my name, I had to rebuild. I couldn't keep up with that lifestyle of the the, the nice car and and hanging out and dinners and, and fancy clothes and this and that. When I could afford it, of course. I'd have the expensive shoes. I have a closet full of shoes right now. When I put on a lot of weight, some of them I couldn't wear. I can pretty much wear all of them now, but I'm still in a not in a healthy situation. So now two things, finishing school and working on my health is what's on my main uh, plate of goals right now. So a few weeks ago, our show was Go for the Goal, G-O-A-L, Go for the Goal. 
And that's what I'm doing. And that's why these shows matter, because I'm right here with you. I'm walking this journey. I want you all to understand that this isn't something that I take lightly. This isn't something that I write up a script and I come here. I don't know what I'm going to say from one minute to the next because I don't have a script in front of me. I don't know. I could see a bird flying to my window or something. It'll change the whole um, you know, atmosphere of our conversation. It will change everything because we don't know what life is going to throw at us. That is why I say we must be free and clear of everything that we have been lugging around holding us back because we don't know what the next session is going to hold. I live my life trying to be the best person that I can be and trying to help as many people as I can because let me say this. I know that when I'm on my last days and I'm lying there, I gave this second chance my best shot, this third chance, whichever chance I'm on, depending on which stories you hear from my childhood to now. But I know that. I know what's on the other side. I know how beautiful it is. I experienced that peace that surpassed all understanding, and I miss it so. I did not want to come back here, but I had something that I had to complete. I don't know when my time will be up, but I have to live the best life that I can for me and for others, those who need me here right now to help them make it for, through their storm. I have to be here for them. So be very careful when you choose comfort over being happy just because you see a lot of people a lot of stars, how many in the last few couple of weeks have committed suicide on top of their game, wealthy people, living life, doing everything. We look at them, we're like in total awe and wow and this and that. Next thing you know, they've taken their own lives because you see that comfort level and that comfort zone does not always equal happiness and contentment. Because even when I was on top of my game way back when, there were always people trying to take what I worked for. There were always people who wanted what I had. There were always people who were sitting home looking at me, grinning in my face, conspiring how they could take my place. Let me say that one again. That was pretty good. There were always people grinning in my face, conspiring how they could take my place. It's good to be comfortable, but don't get so comfortable where you just give in and let go. And you get so used to that comfort zone that you're not willing to move, to rise, to better yourself, to be able to be comfort in, comfortable in your own right. Because you see, one thing that I can say is that where I am, I got here through a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, and more tears and blood and sweat than most people would ever be able to think about. But I am content and I am happy. I'm happy where I am. You know, the universe, the great I am, has given me this sense of happiness. This sense of peace this sense of knowing where I'm supposed to be in this place. And over in our show chat room, Jean writes, yep, all the time. Don't trust the smile because it sometimes masks a malicious intent. And it does. It does. 
You see those people, the sheep's and wolves' clothing? You see that smile that in reverse is a frown? Let me tell you all something. You need to understand. Don't get too comfortable. There's only a few people that I'm comfortable around, or I feel that they're comfortable around me. There are some people who have shared the most intricate parts of their lives with me, and it has stayed with me. And these people, when they're comfortable enough to know that they, they're comfortable in my presence and they feel a need, and some of them have been looking their entire lives for someone who they felt comfortable enough to share their deepest, darkest moments with. Many shows you've heard me say, I am the ultimate sin eater. I listen to everybody's problems. And sometimes I can help them through that storm. And when I cannot, I guide them in the right direction. Oddly enough, there was someone who just lost their job. They were almost falling apart, and they wanted me to help them and this and that. And everything that I told them, they went a different route. And so they wrote to me, and they said, well, you know, I got my unemployment approved. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I checked on them yesterday, and they wrote back this morning and said, they're on vacation in Florida. Wait, let me understand this. So now you're living off of your unemployment that will run out someday. You don't have another job lined up. You're not sure if you will win your appeal. So your solution is to go on an expensive vacation. This is what happens when people get comfortable in where they are. Don't get so comfortable where you think that unemployment is the equivalent of a regular paycheck because it's not. Because something turned out in your favor that you want to keep that comfort going by going away on an expensive vacation when you're unemployed technically. Don't get too comfortable thinking that you live in this big fancy house, that what you're going to do, that your unemployment check is going to help you maintain, because that may not be true. This is what happens when you get comfortable. Jane goes on to say, you always see the villain wears a smile when they're enjoying what they do. Yes, they do. And Simon writes, oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Yes, exactly. So many people don't understand that sometimes when you settle for your comfort zone that you're in for today could rob you of your joy and happiness tomorrow or the next week or the next year. Once people show me that they're not ready to move forward correctly, they don't want to listen even though they want my help, I have to open up that spot for someone who's ready to move, who's ready to do the hard work, who's ready to follow instructions so that they can move forward. And, as, and while they're doing it, know that they will be able to stand tall and proudly in the end, knowing that their hard work paid off. We have to be vigilant. We have to work towards our happiness comes at a price. You can't just sit and be still in your comfort zone and expect to be happy because at some point when you see everyone around you and the world around you evolving and moving and rising, suddenly it's going to hit you. What am I doing? Every day, day in and day out, when you're in your comfort zone, every day is a groundhog day. 
Every day is the same. You're just wearing different clothing. Maybe rain that day as opposed to sunshine. Could be overcast the next, but you're doing the same things day in and day out. That's what being in your comfort zone means. But when you're looking towards happiness, when you're trying to move forward, yeah, you're going to have to work at that. You're going to have to work at that. You will not find that happiness in your comfort zone. You may find contentment, but there's a difference between being content and being happy. You can be happy and content. But if you're content in your comfort, that's a bad combination. I can't tell you what you need to do to change your views. I'm just here to give you an option, give you options, tell you how to figure it out. As I said, next week's show is about choices versus mistakes. Someone had put up a post. They said, which would you choose, to go back and correct your mistakes or $10 million? Someone wrote, I'd go back and correct my mistakes because I can work on making my $10 million. And I said, that's exactly what I said. Someone said, no, nah, I'm going for the sure thing. Here we go with the comfort. I want my $10 million. I can make more than $10 million. No, because when you're comfort with the $10 million, which is your sure thing, you're not going to want to lose that. You're going to try to hold on to that $10 million. You're not going to invest. You're not going to do anything. Meanwhile, what I responded back and said, wait a minute, it said, could you go back and correct all of your mistakes? Not that you, oh, that your person also said all my, my um, I don't know whether he said his choices or his mistakes put made him where he is now. Got him to the point now and he wouldn't change a thing. And I said, let me, let me just say this. Mistakes are unintentional. Mistakes could be something that we do or say that could hurt the feelings of others or that, you know, we just didn't mean to do. And most of us, we want to correct them right away. But some of them, if it's just not something that we can do right away, as time goes on, we forget about them and we move on. The choices we make have brought us to where we are right now. For me, I chose to, to ignore certain signs at a very young age. I chose to stay in situations too long. That wasn't a mistake. That was my choice. But I always tell people, my choice to stay in that relationship until I got tired of it, until it got to the point of no return, that was my choice. But that is what brought me to this point right here today, staying in those situations. It wasn't a mistake. As a child, I didn't make a mistake. I was born into an, an interesting family with an abusive, narcissistic mother who allowed my brother to beat me into submission. And when I talk about beat me, he used to beat me with a closed fist. He would punch me in my chest. He would punch me all over, and she would watch, and she would allow it. Because in 2016, 17, whenever a family member approached her about it, she said that's what siblings do. So if you have siblings, tell me, do you hit your sisters? especially if you, you are male and you had sisters, did you hit them all around with a closed fist and didn't care where you made contact? But his spot for me was usually my chest. He would just bang right, right in my chest. And in my lifetime, those weren't mistakes. 
But if I had the choice and I knew what I knew know now, I would probably have asked God to send me someplace else. Because I still have, and the family doesn't even know that I still have lingering health issues that could be traced back to the beatings that I got from my brother. Nobody knows that in the family because my family doesn't care. Everybody loves my mother so much she can possibly be lying to them about anything. So they don't care about me. So back in January the 3rd of 2017, the last time a family member attacked me, I told them that I removed myself from them so we can all be happy. I didn't say comfortable. I said happy. So they're happy, loving and doting on her, make worshiping her like they're her disciples and minions, whatever you want to call them, telling her how wonderful a person she is, and I'm happy being removed from that type of situation to watch people who didn't give a damn about me as a child. They certainly don't want to listen to me as an adult, and they pretty much told me so time and time again. So they can have my mother and I can have my peace and my happiness and my joy. And that's exactly what I have. I'm moving forward in my life. Their content and their blindness and ignorance, amen, so be it. That's for God to take care of. Because if they weren't there for me as a child, they certainly don't want to be here for me as an adult to understand that there's more than one side to every story. They don't want to hear that my mother was abusive. They don't want to hear that she allowed my brother to beat me. They don't want to hear that, in my opinion, she used to treat him like a husband more so than a son, and every time she put her hands on him, talking about, hey, babe, how was your day, rubbing his arms and things up and down, he would just, I could see him closing his fists, and I knew I was about to get beat down. And I got to the point where I expected it. And at some point when I was very young, I thought that it was normal. But as I got older, I figured out that's not normal. Nothing about being in that family was normal. But nobody in my immediate alleged DNA strand cared. So I had to learn how to stop making other people comfortable and learn how to be happy for myself. And the minute that I broke away from all of that back in January the 3rd of 2017, Things started to pop off, and I really started to rise. Where there were struggles in 2016, those struggles went away in 2017. Now it's 2018. I'm credit card debt-free. I'm still moving. I still have a nice little nest egg. I can afford to do things that I couldn't before, but I know that I need a new roof on my home, and I need this and that. So I'm very careful with how I'm spending until I get back to where I was and be on. Because to spend for no particular reason, going on vacation and coming back, spending thousands of dollars and not having a thing to show for it, but some sunshine and memories that I could have gotten right in my own backyard. No, I can't do that right now. I'm happy where I am. I'm not comfortable or content I'm happy right now where I am. Comfortable doesn't have a place right now. I am being driven by my happiness factor, not by my comfort zone, because being in that comfort zone is not a healthy place for me. It was never a healthy place for me. 
I was comfortable knowing that I was going to get beat at some point in time during the week. I was comfortable knowing knowing that mama was going to sit there with a smirk on her face and like it. And this happened right up to now, right up to now, I'm 54 years old, and I have had to put up with this my entire life, my entire life. I've had to put up with this. So strange that adults act this way. I've never seen any other family. Maybe they exist, but I have yet come across them. Now, I know that I've spoken with people where family members don't want to do, don't want to take up for you, and they want to join in on things. But this is so strange that it's like she had, my mother has a spell on these people, and she's like a god to them. And it's to the point of being rather scary because in the end, they have no idea how terrible she talks about them behind their back, how terrible she's always talked about them. And don't let them, and when they get out of place and they're not worshiping her or giving her false power and things, God knows she gets angry as she can be. And when she gets angry, she can curse like a sailor. They have no idea. And when she comes around them, they worship her. They might as well jump down on their knees and start just worshiping her. I've never seen anything like this. I'm not too sure what I'm missing in this picture, but it's borderline on being really creepy and scary, better than a horror movie. And I like horror movies, but this one is strange. So I had to remove myself from that atmosphere. And I am so happy now where I am. I don't hear from them. I used to try to reach out. I do ask my mother, is she okay, in a text message from time to time, and we may carry on a small conversation, but I can't speak to her verbally because I could say, I hope you have a great day. Next thing I know, family members are calling me saying that she told them that I cursed her out. So everything has to be a rolling record, and no one should have to live that way. And earlier this week on the Focus Females Global Chat Cafe, uh, Minister Marcella Moore was my guest, and we were talking about how people use the Bible and as a vice. Um, someone had written that, you know, when we have to get rid of toxic, toxic people, including family members, and someone wrote the Bible says that we have to put up with family members especially, and the Bible says this, and I wrote back, that nowhere in the Bible does it say that we are to be abused by anyone. If that's the case and you say that we're supposed to just accept all of this, then we should have accepted slavery and been done with it and still been in slavery because the Bible says that we're supposed to put up with people who mistreat us, especially family. What? Oh, well, that didn't go over well. That person didn't say another word, and it just started a firestorm. Started with me in a long post and a rebuttal and several um, and several uh, Bible verses to combat what they had just said because people will use the Bible to keep you in your place where you keep them in their comfort zone. When I was a child, every time my mother thought that I was about to stand up for myself, she'd say, the Bible says that you need to honor your mother and your father. And when I was very young, I believed that if I didn't let her mistreat me, if I even attempted to stand up for myself, the Lord would rain fire and brimstone down on me. So I had to understand that I had to be, that person that made her happy thought I was making her happy, but I was never good enough. I was never, ever, ever good enough. And every time I, when I got old and I do little tests and I always tell the story, my girlfriend and I, an old friend of mine from school and I, we were at my house and I said, watch this. 
My mother comes in with the attitude, as always, who cleaned the kitchen? I said, her son did, my brother. She said, well, I could tell because blah, blah, blah. And my girlfriend burst out laughing. My friend, she just burst out laughing at the time. And she said, what's so funny? And I said, he didn't clean the kitchen, I did. And she said, I think you and your friend need to leave. Okay, well, that just, you know, helped to remove all doubt. She didn't know one difference from the other. She just knew if I did it, she had to find fault in it. There were things that I could give you all for 54 years of my life that this woman has done to me. And then the family that's dumb enough to believe one side of it. And then, like I said, the family that I thought were my stronghold, they decided that they didn't want to know the rest of the story. They didn't care. If I felt the need to tell them, I'd have to come to them. I'm like, you know what? No. You just told me how you feel, so doesn't matter what I say to anybody. They already had it in their minds not to believe it anyway. And they only know what my mother said, so I don't know how anyone could be so curious. What is it exactly? Or to tell me that, you know, time is getting short and I need to make amends with my mother because, you know, I'm this terrible person. So, again, I learned how to live to try to make everybody happy but myself. And when I got attacked by a family member for the last time, last January, I thought it was 2016, but then this weekend alone, God has just kept sending me messages to tell me that I need to stand my ground and stay where I am. And I found the messages. I found the text messages. I found them all, and I I was like, wow, okay. And after I broke it down and I told that family member off, they stopped com- communicating with me. Heaven forbid I told them that I was, it was an abusive household. And this person works in healthcare, so when people come in, let me understand, you tell a ba- patient who's come in with domestic violence or a childhood abuse or whatever, you tell them, well, go back, and you apologize to them, and you play nice with them. I doubt that because she wouldn't have a job very long. But because it's me... Suddenly, that goes out the window. I couldn't possibly be telling the truth. So you see, yeah, I made peace with the fact that I may die with people around me who I have no known DNA ties to, or I may die by myself. But I refuse to have those people around me who have shunned me and attacked me my entire life. I want to die happy, and I want to die with my cup empty, with my spirit empty, because I have given the very best of me to those who are going through the same road that I have crossed or those who are lost in their darkness. That's where my happiness comes from. I'm happy having a few close friends. I don't need 88,000 friends. There's no way that I could keep up with all of them anyway. I'm happy now. You have to decide if you want to live in that comfort zone where you're either making other people comfortable and you're miserable or where you're living from day to day wondering how long that free ride is going to last. That comfort zone is a dangerous place to be. And there's so many people in this world who stay in their comfort zones. They are afraid to move forward. Heaven forbid they have to take care of themselves. They have to um, make uh, a way for themselves. Heaven forbid they have to sustain themselves. And so many of us, we get lost in that. Maybe tomorrow they'll love me. So you want to make it comfortable for other people without realizing that it doesn't work that way. It just doesn't work that way. 
If you're busy making other people comfortable, then you can't be comfortable yourself. You cannot be happy for yourself. I want you to understand this. If you're living for everyone else, you're a people pleaser. You can't please all of these people and then have time to make yourself happy too. That quiet moment to let you digest upon this and think about this for a minute. Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. Let me ask you, gentlemen over in the chat room, guest number one, who, wherever you're listening, send me a message. Are you happy or are you comfortable? Think about it for a moment and then type in your responses. Are you happy or are you comfortable? So I'm getting some messages from people. Uh, oh, oh, there's a lot of people who are comfortable and they have a reason for their comfort. They feel as though some feel as, oh, so you deserve your comfort. Uh-huh. That's a show for another day. Let me see what else we have here. Oh, somebody thinks they're happy. Well, if you have to think about it, then we'll talk behind the scenes because that's a, um, you have to be sure about that. If you're not sure, then we have to remove all doubt. But there appears to be a lot of people who feel as though they are entitled to their comfort. What makes them entitled? I'm not quite sure. That's a show for another day. But we've done shows before. Jean writes, I'm happy pretty much, but I'm comfortable. I could do better with finances and career, but in general, I'm happy. And there's a big difference between happy and comfortable and being comfortable. Big difference. And like Gene said, he's comfortable. There's the butt for the comfortable. He could do better with finances and career. And for me, I'm happy where I am right now because where I am, my work schedule works for school. Um, I've made the decision to stop applying for jobs that I really don't want. Um, where I work is a place where people who don't look like me continually get promoted. They have selective, um, um, they do pre-selection processes. Um, you could have two people who one has a lot more qualifications, but because of how they look, they're going to get paid a lot less money than others. There's no equality. There's no diverse, diverse, diversity. And there's just so many things going on. So right now I'm comfortable where I am. It's I'm overworked and I'm underpaid, but the fact that my that my um job hours coincide very well with me running a full time business, working full time and going to school full time. That is it. But again, that's where the infamous comfortable comes in, but I know that I'm not going to stay there. 
and that unhealthy situation any longer than I have to be. There's no place that I can go that can give me the hours that I'm working right now, and I need those hours. I need that time to be able to catch up on my work and do what I need to do when no one's there knocking at the door and uh, I'm there by myself. I like the solitude. So, therefore, that's that right now is contributing towards my happiness. But am I comfortable there? That's not where I want to be. When I say that I'm in a comfortable place to work, that I love and all of that, that's something different. That's something that I love to do. When that comfort changes to love right now, this is a means to an end. So, again, I like the way that Gene put that. He's happy pretty much, but he's comfortable. He could do better in finances and career. But right now, you know what? We're where we need to be while we work on doing better and being better. So that's the difference. I need you. And I know that this is going to take a while for some people to grasp, but this is the difference that you need. When you're working towards your happiness, I can say that I'm happy in the fact that I don't have any credit card bills. I'm not comfortable that I can pay my credit card bills. I'm happy that I don't have any. Zero, zilch, none. The average person in this country, I forgot how many thousands of dollars in credit card bills they carry on an average. And here I am sitting here with zero. Don't worry about it, Gene. I'll sit down with you and I'll help you budget out things and we'll get it together. I'm good at that, by the way. It's part of one of the things that I teach is um, how to budget better. For those who want to listen, so that's not one of my larger classes because most people enjoy living life like they're millionaires. Um, Gene has seen many of them. He knows exactly who I'm talking about, and and, um, we see them on a daily basis, people who try to be someone who they are not. Um, They don't even care about fixing their finances. They don't even admit that they have a financial problem. They just know that they want to be in debt up to their eyeballs trying to hang out with the big dog who pay for everything in cash. So maybe we'll do a show about that, Gene. Maybe we'll get some other experts to come on and um, we'll do a show about finances and career changes and all of that because so many people are actually stuck where they are. So again, everyone, this is our show for today. Gene, have a safe flight um, back home. Uh, Simon, have a wonderful, wonderful week. I'll see you all on the other side of social media. But those of you who are still here, thank you for hanging out with us today. As I said, next week's program will be uh, Choices Versus Mistakes. And, of course, we will not have a Focus Females Global Chat Cafe this Tuesday, but next, the following Tuesday on the 26th, a return guest from 2014, Marvin Anderson, will be coming back to share his story and how amazing what four years has made. When he was here the first time, he was a reformed uh, domestic violence abuser, and we shared that story. We're going to get deep into what's happened in those four years because now he's a man who has um, come out of the closet and um, he has become truth with, found his truth with who he is. And he'll be sharing his story about living uh, with a, as a gay male now with uh, HIV. 
So we're going to be talking about that and all of the statistics. And that's on the 26th on the Focus Females Global Chat Cafe that airs Tuesday evenings at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, USA Time. So until next time, I pray each and every one of you enough. I pray enough sunshine to brighten your rainy days. I also pray enough rain to make your gardens grow beautifully. I pray enough smiles to turn the frown that you've been carrying around upside down. But most of all, I pray enough strength and courage to face whatever may be coming your way from this very moment and beyond. If you want to reach us, there's several ways. Check out our website. TheWallFoundationInc.org. That's TheWallFoundationInc.org. Or my website, www.cmariawall.com. That's www.cmariawall.com. Both of the websites do have contact forms there that you can use to reach out. Our number, if you want to leave a voice message or send a text, is 202-618-2556. That's 202-618-2556. And just so you know that the Healing Through Hurt iTalk Radio Network, all of its programs are sponsored by the Wall Foundation Incorporated. That is an IRS-approved and recognized tax-exempt 501c3 nonprofit. If you'd like to support us in any way, if you have a product or service you'd like to donate, reach out to us through one of our websites. We would love to have you as a sponsor, a donor, We do need your help because we are doing great things throughout the world, but of course we need continued support to be able to help those in need. So again, thank you so much for being here. Reach out. Someone will be here to um, grab your hand when you're in need. Until next time, be well, be blessed. I'll see you back here next Sunday again at 8 a.m. Eastern Time, USA Time, for another session with Sunday Mornings with me, C. Maria. And again, next week's program is Choices Versus Mistakes. I will see you again soon. Uh, Many thanks to Simon and Eugene for being here this morning. Uh, Eugene, as I said, he's waiting for his flight. Simon is over in the U.K. He's one of our faithful, faithful supporters and listeners. Um, Thank you all so much. Thank you throughout the world, whoever you are. If I haven't heard from you yet, reach out. You may very well get to talk to me because I'm very hands-on, and I hit the ground running, and I'm right here with all of our volunteers and workers. We are right here together. So, again, be well, be blessed. Continue to pay it and pray it forward. As we begin, we will end with Tori Lee's Finally. I will see you soon. Take care, everyone. Mm-hmm.